Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Community Call, a monthly youth ministry conference call hosted by the General Youth Division of the United Pentecostal Church International. This is Michael Enzi. I'm joined tonight by our Youth Secretary, Josh Carson, who will lead the Q&A segment, and also by our Director of Promotion, Justin Ranking, who will conclude the call tonight. This is call number 14, and we are thrilled that you have joined us. And I want to thank you for partnering with us to fulfill our purpose to educate and engage our teenagers and young adults. We're very grateful for your investment in this generation. It's an exciting time to be part of apostolic youth ministry. We are still rejoicing over all that has taken place this summer. North American Youth Congress, just extraordinary response. Just incredible what God did there. Our missions trips just concluded a trip, an AYC trip to Brazil, and that was our 16th missions trip this summer. We had an awesome time there. 24 received the Holy Ghost, multiple miracles that took place. I also want to mention that this call is sponsored by your generous giving to Sheaves for Christ. And although our SFC offering date has passed just a few days ago, it's still time. There's still time to give and invest in this year's offering. We still have a few days before your district youth president has to finalize your district offering and call that information into us at our world headquarters. And we are believing for another record offering, for another great increase. Our goal is $6 million this year so that we can cover the earth with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. And we want to thank you in advance for your involvement, for your sacrificial investment into that great cause to support missions and ministry. Why don't we take a moment and pray as we begin this call tonight. Lord, we're so grateful for your favor upon our organization. We're thankful for your blessings upon the United Pentecostal Church, upon youth ministry in the apostolic movement. We're thankful for what you're doing in our students and through our students, especially as they enter into this school year. And so many campuses, college campuses, junior highs and high schools, our students are taking uh, the gospel into those schools, onto those campuses, and we thank you for that. I pray that you would bless this call tonight, every attendee that's on the call. We pray your blessings upon their youth ministry, upon the work that they're doing in their local church. We thank you for our special guest that we have tonight. Pray that you would speak through him through the inspiration of the Spirit, God, and that our lives would be touched and changed by what He has to share tonight. We thank you for it all. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. We are very grateful, uh, that, again, that you have joined us tonight. I want to remind you that if you have a question of our speaker, then you can use the hashtag AskGYD, or you can uh, also use the hashtag GYD. TCC, if you just want to quote something that you hear tonight that's inspirational and help us to promote the community call to others who may not have joined us tonight. We're thrilled to have with us Brother Seth Boyt. He is the student pastor at Apostolic Truth Church in Appleton, Wisconsin, where Brother Aaron Soto is pastor. And Seth has been student pastor there for four years. He also serves as the Wisconsin Youth Secretary and he is on the Project 7 team as the social media manager, as well as serving as the director of social media for the GYD. He is a very busy guy, and he excels in each of those areas. He's happily married to Evelyn, 
and she is his life and ministry partner in everything that he does. My wife and I were privileged to be with Seth and Evelyn on an AYC trip back in 2013 to El Salvador, and it was a blessing to have them with us. I think that was one of the first times we really got to spend time with them. They are an incredible couple, anointed of God, doing a great work. And tonight, Seth is with us on the community call. He's speaking on the subject of launching a successful P7 ministry. We're thrilled to have you on the call tonight, Seth, and we're going to turn it over to you at this time. Awesome. I appreciate it, Brother Enzi. Um, I also just want to say how honored I am to be on this call, and um, I'm grateful for the opportunity. Um, I have been a beneficiary of this call as a student pastor. Um, I find great joy um, and inspiration of calling in each month and um, listening also um, for the podcast of just receiving inspiration from other uh, student pastors from, from all over uh, North America. And just uh, the, the, the insight that I've received from these calls has been really awesome. So I'm, I'm honored to be speaking on this call and to speak, um, share my heart about Project 7. Um, I give Brother uh, Enzi and Brother Carson and Brother Ranking honor, um, as well as my pastor, Brother Aaron Soto, for investing in me and allowing me to push awesome things like P7 in our church. Um, and I also want to uh, give honor to Brother Jonathan Azarian for um, his investment in me and giving me, me the opportunity to serve um, on the Project 7 team. His vision for Project 7 is so awesome, and um, I've also been a beneficiary of Project 7 and seeing um, what it's done for my students. Um, <clears throat> before I start talking about Project 7 and how to launch Project 7, I, I really just want to um, start at the very end and then come back to the start. The reason that I'm so passionate about Project 7 is the fact that I have multiple students right now in my youth group that are a direct result from our P7 club. We have two teachers that attend our church right now because of a P7 club. On top of that, I, I now have graduated students that are on my student ministry team, student that's on our hyphen team, and student that's on our kids team at our church that serve, that were all direct results of a P7 club. Some of you may know um, Harrison Ellis. Uh, some of you know, may know Harrison's story. Um, but if you don't, a few years ago, Harrison came into our church through a P7 club that Blake Soto started. And he experienced salvation, Holy Ghost-filled, baptized in Jesus' name, life transformation. And a few years later, fast forward a few years to right now, he is the P7 coordinator for the state of Wisconsin. And so it's just incredible to see the transformation that uh, Project 7 offers. Um, and it's, it's because of... Uh, the, the mercy and the blood and the grace of Jesus Christ, Project 7 being the avenue that we see that from. I'm passionate about Project 7 because P7 works. Every year for the past four years, I've seen seeds planted and I've seen um, harvest reaped from those seeds every year for the last four years. If I were to boil down the entire last uh, four years of, of serving as a student pastor uh, into one thing that worked more than anything, it was Project 7. Now, we did lots of awesome things that worked well. We had events, we had revivals, we had all kinds of awesome things. Um, but the one growth engine that worked for me more efficiently, more effectively than anything else was our students engaging in P7 clubs. Um, our, our students started school today. I know a lot, a lot of you may have had students that started a month ago already, but ours, ours started today. Um, and I guarantee you, though, that in the next, in the next month when 
our over 10 P7 clubs get up and running, by next month they'll have more students on a weekly basis in the combined P7 clubs than I'll have in our, our youth service on a weekly basis. And I'm 100% okay with that. <laughs> One of the main reasons that P7 works is because it's students reaching students. Um, I, I want to dive into a little bit of nuts and bolts of how to launch P7 in your youth group. I won't be going into uh, into a whole lot of depth of how to actually start a P7 club on this call um, because that'll be directed more to students, and I want to focus on student uh, pastors tonight or or other youth workers. Um, but here's the skinny on how to start uh, a P7 club. Student downloads free re resources off the p7clubs.com site, gets information together, gets a list of students interested meets with the principal, finds a student, uh, a teacher sponsor, register on the P7 site, and then advertise and make it happen. That's really the, that's an unfair way to say it so, so uh, shortly, but really that's what it is. Starting a P7 club is very simple. I really want to focus on five things, and I'll, I'll move quickly through this, but number one, if you're a student pastor, if you're involved in student ministry, familiarize yourself with the P7 website and the process for starting a P7 club. We are more than happy to, to help you guys as leaders um, on our P7 team. Reach out to us on social media or through our website with any questions that you may have starting P7 clubs. Um, but we think it's, it's most effective uh, when, when you can be that, that go-to person for your students. When they can say, brother, sister, so-and-so, how do I get this started? Um, it's most effective when you can be that champion for them to say, here's exactly um, you know how to do that. Get familiar with what tools and resources are available so that you can coach your students through this process and we're happy to help through that process. There's tons of stuff available right on there and we encourage you to check it out. Number two and a little bit more of a, big, uh, a bigger ticket item is develop a culture of evangelism in your youth ministry. And I get it. I, I'm a youth pastor for middle schoolers and high schoolers, and not everyone's excited <laughs> about soul winning. Not everyone's excited about reaching the lost. Uh, it may not be the most popular thing to talk about, but one of the best ways to develop this culture is to be, about it, be excited about it yourself. Tell your students about your Bible studies. Tell your students about the conversations you had in a public place with someone about Jesus. And celebrate the small wins. If a student tells you about a conversation they had with a, with a coworker or with someone at school about God, tell them how awesome they are and how proud that makes you. Make, it, make a big deal about it. I had a student uh, a few weeks ago that was a, that's a baseball student, and he had a coach that gave him a, a ride home uh, one day, and he said, you know, what's, what do you do outside of baseball? He said, well, I, I go to church a lot. And it sparked a conversation that his coach started asking him more what kind of church and what makes your church different. He started talking about the power of the Holy Ghost. And this is, this is not a student that is not, is not normally someone that just goes out and, and witnesses to someone and starts talking about Jesus. But for him, that was a huge moment. I made that moment a big deal for him. It helps to develop a culture of evangelism when you're looking to start Project 7 clubs. Utilize things like Sunday school if you meet on Sundays or take a moment in your youth service to develop some curriculum um, or to utilize a, a resource like Link247 to talk about curriculum that, that involves reaching the lost. God's called us to, to be the light of the world and commanded us to make disciples. He didn't make it an option. And so if evangelism is important to you, make sure it gets time in the pulpit. Make sure that you communicate to your students that reaching the lost is a high priority. This is crucial if you want to start P7 clubs in your area. Number three, 
host a P7 launch night in your youth service. Something that we do uh, for the last four years, we've done we've done a couple times. Um, nuts and bolts. This is this is what we do. We have a a regular service. We start with a game. We have some worship. And uh, just a few weeks ago, I got up with Harrison and um, we we just talked about P7. We talked about our call to make disciples. We had a spiritual element of that where we looked at the, what does the Bible have to say about reaching the lost? What does the Bible have to say about being a, a light in your school? And we talked about the, the, the logistics of starting a P7 club, started, started talking about navigating the website, and we, we walked through these students. We had uh, P7 starter guides, which are available on the website to purchase, um, but you can also download them for free. Um, and we talked about uh, all of the steps of starting a P7 club, and we went one by one. We showed our students exactly how to do it. And that night, we also encouraged them to talk to each other about how they were how they're going to make it happen. Something that I stressed to our students that I want to stress here uh, on this call, Project 7 is not the only way for a student to reach their world. It's not the only way, but however, it is the most organized, methodical, and strategic way a middle schooler or a high schooler can make disciples. Now I want to clarify something. Project 7 will never replace a personal witness. Project 7 will never replace a one-on-one -on -one Bible study. Project 7 is not going to replace students coming to the altar and experiencing the power of God. The, the goal of Project 7 is to find students in schools that are hurting, that are broken, that are in need of Jesus, and starting conversations with people. And then as, as P7 leaders start to become more familiar with what the, the needs of the, the community are, the needs of their school are, then they can take it to the next level. Getting those students that are more interested about Jesus and having that one-on-one -on -one Bible study taking it to the next level, inviting them to church. But it has to start somewhere. And the best place to start is with a P7 club. So hosting a P7 launch night is really where you can, can give vision for this and get them excited about seeing the future in your youth ministry. Next thing that I want to talk about, the fourth thing out of five things tonight, is coach them behind the scenes. Middle schoolers and high schoolers sometimes um, struggle to follow through on things. <laughs> Some of them more than others, but keep a mental note, uh, or if you're like me, uh, a legitimate note or an Excel file of students that have said they want to start a P7 club. I can't tell you the amount of times that students go to camp, go to a holiday youth convention, they feel excited because God has placed a burden on their heart to reach their, their world. But then what next? A lot of times they're not held accountable. So follow up with that student every week and see where they're at. How can I help? Did you talk to your principal yet? Can I help you? Did you, talk to, did you find a teacher sponsor yet? How can I help you? When, um, when you ask them about these things, you're holding them accountable. Sports teams have great coaches. Now, I'm from Wisconsin, and I live very close to Green Bay. So you can imagine I live in Packer country. Woot, woot. Mike McCarthy is an incredible coach, but he is absolutely not going to say, look, Aaron Rodgers, I know you got talent. I know people like you, but I'm going to show you how to do it, and I'm going to be the QB in this game, and you're going you're gonna to sit this one out. He's the coach for a reason. He sees things that Aaron Rodgers cannot see. He coaches these guys through the game, but he does it from the sidelines. 
There may be opportunities for you to go in and, and, and speak. Maybe opportunities for you to go in and lead a prayer or meet the club or, or bring donuts or speak every now and then. But, and these are incredible opportunities, don't get me wrong. I pray every apostolic youth pastor across North America has an opportunity to go into a school, to have face time and meet leaders and connect with them. That is, uh, that's incredible. However, P7 is not designed for the youth pastor to be the one that is consistently leading a P7 club. I said it before and I'll say it again, one of the main reasons that P7 has been successful is because it's students reaching students. I tell my students all the time, I could try to go in and, and talk to your friends about Jesus and I could try to reach your world, but it's not going to be as effective as you reaching your world. As the coach for these, these P7 leaders and these P7 clubs, you can stay connected with the students and stay in the loop with what's going on behind the scenes. You can build relationships with them by you know, bringing them donuts um, or Starbucks um, or hanging out with them at lunch if, it's, if that's possible. You can highlight um, what your students are doing in your church. You can be that, um, that mediator for the, the church to say, hey, here's what our students are doing right now. Um, you, can, you can mentor these leaders one-on-one -on -one to increase their confidence. And more than anything, you can be their spiritual leader by praying and fasting for these students. Once your uh, students are running their P7 club and it's, it's moving forward, Follow up with them. Ask questions. Hey, what'd you teach today? How did it go? How was the response? Did did Johnny interrupt you again? Is is Susan asking questions? How is there someone specifically that I can pray for? Um, let them know that you're you're invested in what they're what they're doing. The fifth thing, lastly, celebrate P7 leaders publicly. Celebrate those students that have committed and taken the next step to start a P7 club. If there's a club that got approved by the principal, share that in your next youth service. I had a student that, before he was in the, even in the youth group age, he was starting a, a P7 club. And I brought him into the youth service, and I had everyone, everyone clap for him. His name is Max. And Max led a P7 club all the way through middle school, and he's a freshman in high school this year. He has now had three years of experience leading a P7 club and speaking on a weekly basis. That's more experience than I had when I started as student pastor. And so just as a complete side note, this is an incredible ministry training opportunity for your students. If one person shows up to their P7 club, that one person is worth it. If one person shows up or if no one shows up and it's just that person studying week after week, that is at minimum training them for ministry. But, but applaud those students that have, have taken that next step. At our church, our outreach, our outreach pastor will give an update every single month on how many one-on-one -on -one Bible studies are completed, how many are currently running, but then he will also say, here's the P7 clubs that are running, and our whole church claps for them. I know the, the value of a private acknowledgement and telling that student face-to-face -face that you're proud of them and you believe in them, but we don't want to miss an opportunity with, with showing the, all of our students, here's what's important in this student ministry. And if a student takes their, their faith and their, they unlock their faith in their school, I'm going to publicly acknowledge that student because that's what I, that's what I value in this ministry. Um, we, we constantly preach to these kids. We constantly hear it at youth convention and, and youth camp. Reach your world. Get out and make disciples. Go, go reach the lost. And this is the opportunity that they can strategically, methodically, and, and um, they, they can actually do that. And so we don't want to miss an opportunity by just them, them doing it behind the scenes and not, show, not sharing that we are invested in them and that we care about them. So really quickly, I want to go over this again. Number one, familiarize yourself with the website and the process for starting P7 Club. 
Number two, develop a culture of evangelism. Number three, host a P7 launch night near youth service. Number four, coach them behind the scenes. Be there for them. Number five, celebrate them publicly. I'm going to be turning this over to uh, Brother Josh Carson, and I just want to thank you guys so much for the opportunity that, that I've had tonight to share my heart about Project 7. Man, thank you, Brother Seth. What, what an incredible, incredible uh, time that you have uh, so many great things you've shared. I was taking notes here thinking, man, if I was a youth pastor, I would, I would just be soaking this in right now. I want to say as a long-term youth pastor, a couple things you said that I thought were so uh, powerful, and I think on any level we need to remember, celebrate the small wins and, and to publicly celebrate these students that are trying. You're seeing firsthand some of these students. You were mentioning about the one talking to his baseball coach. For some of these kids uh, stepping out there, this is against the grain of their personality. And maybe beyond that, it's beyond the grain of even what their parents' personality has ever been. And, and so this is just tremendous. I love, love, love that you shared the fact that this is such an incredible ministry training ground for our students to be involved in. And so do have a few questions for you. Um, and so the first one coming in, uh, I, I want to ask from Landon. It says, as a student pastor, what should our involvement look like when we're visiting the P7 clubs? Should we be the ones teaching or maybe should we just be the ones that are there to connect? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and I would say um, if the, you've been given an opportunity to speak and the P7 Club uh, wants you to come speak, I think that's an incredible opportunity, um, especially if, if you are, the students go to a school that allows you to come in and to speak. I think that's an incredible opportunity. Um, Long term, uh, consistently, I don't recommend the student pastor be the one to to teach um, in a P7 setting because we don't want to take away the opportunity for a student to reach their friends. If it's a you know once a month or once a quarter or even once a year, um, I think that's I think that's awesome. I will say that I have I have never actually gone in myself to uh, to speak. Um, at a P7 club. I've gone into different P7 clubs and brought food or hung out with the students, but really your job is to be a coach that, you know, to, to see what what is happening on the field and to see, if, you know, the, here's what I see, here's how you can grow, here's what I love to see, um, but really it's to, to serve as a coach and to serve as a kind of a mediator to, to pray for those students who are the potential disciples out of the P7 club. If there's an opportunity that you can hang out with the P7 leader and a couple other students from that P7 club and just invest in them behind the scenes, that's incredible. So that's a, a little bit of my, my thoughts on that. Yeah, that's awesome. I think one of the cool things that maybe it, it does when you go is it, it helps to build that relational bridge. You know, if they do yeah. come with one of your students to church, they're coming to student group, and they see you, there's no, you know, there's no introduction happening. They come from the P7, you were already there. It's more yep. of that familiarity. Um, so awesome. Let me ask you this. Um, a, a lot of students that I have uh, interacted with and even student pastors have said, man, do I have to come up with stuff for them to teach? Um, when it comes to the curriculum and some of the lesson books, can you just touch that uh, a little bit more here as far as what they're getting? Uh, they might know about the P7 Bible, might know about the lesson books or the online lessons. Maybe touch on that for just a second. It really is there for them to utilize, but can you speak to that? 
Certainly, that's a great question. Um, one of one of the reasons that Project Seven has been very successful is is everything that the student would need to set up and start a P7 club is available for free right at p7clubs.com, and that includes all of the lessons. I've had students that say, you know, Seth, I don't. I don't really feel comfortable creating a sermon, <laughs> and I kind of chuckle, and I was like, well, that's okay. You don't need to do that. All you need to do is go to the website and download uh, the material, and there's, if you were to, to, to download everything right now, you could get through four years of high school or, or three, part, you know, part middle school and some of high school with all of the material right now that's available on the website. So a weekly... Um, uh, a weekly d devotion, sermon, whatever you want to call it, a lesson that's available for free um, that you just have to download it, print it if you want to, um, and just study it and so that you can be prepared to, to talk about that for your, your P7 club. And it, say you don't want to print it off, say you just want them all in one little book, we do have those available for purchase for $10 on uh, right at Pentecostal Publishing House. And so you can get uh, you can get a high school edition, there's two different high school editions, and there's also two different middle school editions specifically. So lessons geared towards middle school and lessons geared towards high school. And I love it. I uh, commend you and the, and the team for putting out such great resources. Let me ask you this. Um, I think this is something that you as a youth pastor and so many, so many student pastors have dealt with when kids are trying to start a P7 club, get one going. Uh, they'll come in and say, man, I've got, I've got this one guy or this one girl who they always want to turn it into a debate. They always want to, you know, they want to be so strong in their conversation. Have you had to help coach through any of this? Would you have any advice for someone starting or maybe the person out there that's saying, man, he keeps coming up to me uh, every week and saying this one student continues to try to engage and uh, maybe not even aggressive, but he's just so strong. Uh, do you have any advice for that? Yeah, definitely, um, and that's a great uh, that's a great you know question. That's something that we we definitely want to avoid. This is not a debate club. There may be a debate club already at the school, and P seven is not the debate club. <laughs> um, my my advice uh, in that moment is very simply: stay cool under fire. Um, there is there's going to be times where even out in the in the community, out in the world, um, student pastors and, and adults, you'll experience this too. Um, and I guess my, my advice would, would stay the same, stay cool under fire. When, when someone is going to throw a, a heated question at you, you know, they throw a little dart at you trying to, trying to get you to slip up or do something, stay cool and, you know, if it is a very pointed question where they're trying to debate you, you can just let them know very simply, look, I, I'm not here to debate, I'm here to just, you know, talk about uh, whatever you're there to talk about, whether that's the love of Jesus or um, salvation, whatever whatever it is, um, say you know we're we're here to have group discussion. We're not here to to debate. Um, but that really may be an incredible opportunity for you to start a one-on-one -on -one Bible study with that person. If they're there to just cause trouble, well, you can let them know that that you know that's not that's not welcome. We're all here to 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 talk about Jesus, and we're not here to debate. However, if you have a legitimate question. Uh, that's something that I said. I'd, I'd love to sit down with you and, and read through scriptures and see what the Word of God has to say. That person might be an opportunity uh, to, to make a disciple out of that person, really. Man, that's, that's fantastic. I love it. Stay cool under fire. Well, Seth, we really can't thank you enough for the great stuff that you've shared with us here tonight. 
sincerely appreciate you taking the time. And I want to say thank you for what you there, not only locally, but what Wisconsin is doing. And so many that are on the call tonight either already have P7 clubs going or you have those that are interested and you're, you're on this call because you want to help facilitate or maybe you're listening to the podcast after this because you want to help see evangelism revival happen and P7 is just really such a great avenue for that. So thank you, Seth, for sharing this information with it, uh, with us here tonight. I'm going to turn the call over here to our incredible director of promotion, helping put so much of this great material out, Brother Justin Ranking. Thank you, Brother Carson, and thank you, Seth Boyd. What an incredible presentation. Uh, thank you for joining us on this call tonight. And if you really believe in the ministry of Project 7, not just by getting your students involved or promoting it at your local church level. The other thing that you can do is to support Sheaves for Christ. As Brother Enzi mentioned at the beginning of this call, our official sacrificial offering date has passed us, but many districts and churches are still raising funds, having wrap-up rallies and events. We ask you to continue to support these efforts at your local church and within your district so that together we can cover the earth for missions and ministry. We are going to celebrate our She's for Christ offering and wrap up She's for Christ at General Conference. We are just a few weeks away from General Conference, and we are having Youth Day service on Friday, September 29th at noon in the Kansas City Convention Center. Our special speaker for that event will be Josh Anderson, former Indiana District Youth President, and we'll have a worship team led by Baron and Raina Longstreth from Tulsa, Oklahoma. If you are enjoying these, uh, community calls. We encourage you to join us October the 3rd. That's our next call. And our guest speaker will be Jonathan Walker. He will be discussing the discipleship, discipleship process in youth ministry. Let's join together in prayer as we close this call. Lord, we thank you so much for your gospel. I thank you, Lord, that it's not just for preachers. It's not just for ministers to share, but you have asked every one of us that is filled with the Holy Ghost that we have now become disciples and missionaries. Thank you, Lord, that you are using young people and young adults in high schools and junior highs through the Project 7 ministry. We thank you for what we heard today. I pray that you would empower students and student leaders to be involved in Project 7 and to share their personal testimony as well as share these valuable lessons that are available through Project 7. We ask that your spirit would meet in these high schools and junior high rooms. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you once again for joining us on this month's Community Call. You have been listening to the Community Call. For other great youth resources, be sure to check out thecommunity.com. Thank you for joining us and have a great night.